When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Hey, good morning. How's this for a twist on TD Green? Brian Cozio is off, and Kevin Sylvester is here. <laughs> Kevin Sylvester, Jeff Metis with you here. Uh, we're in studio today. Derek Kramer at the control, uh, TD Green. Thanks for joining us on this Saturday morning. And uh, this first segment, we are, uh, you heard the guys say phone lines are open. We often don't do, we don't do this enough, frankly. No, because we're on site. We're usually on site, and it's difficult to take some phone calls. But uh, if you want some help with your game, got a question on equipment, uh, something's been happening, uh, you know, in your golf swing. Jeff's here to help you with that. Eight zero three zero five fifty one triple eight five fifty two five fifty. The phone numbers, if you want to get in on that, we're going to talk about the, the the PGA Tour this week, the upcoming major with the Open Championship. We're going to talk to two guys at the bottom of the hour. So if you want the call, get in, in the first uh, half hour here. Bottom of the hour, the Golf Crusade. These are two young gentlemen who've gone pretty much everywhere, and they're a fun follow on Instagram. Um, with all the golf courses that they've been to, so how many? Gonna, how many is that? A gazillion. A gazillion. I, I, a gazillion. I know. <laughs> I, I want to say they're trying to reach a thousand. They may have already done it. But they're pretty darn close. Wow. Um, and one of them is from Waterloo, New York, uh, where I grew up. So uh, that, that, that's uh, how I learned about these guys. So they're going to come on at seven thirty. Kevin Price from the Corn Ferry Tour. And I want to say it's probably cornferrytour.com. dot com. It used to be the web dot com tour. Get used to it. It's a ten year contract. Ten year contract. Yep. Uh, Corn Ferry Tour. I, well, I had to work the first tournament leaderboards of Travelers Championships uh, when it came through. So the first couple of days, it was like I had to remember Corn Ferry Tour. Um, but it's still the pathway to the PGA Tour. It's at peak and peak this weekend. They've had a bunch of rain delays uh, down there in Climber, New York. But uh, Kevin Price. Former WGR alum, uh, yep. matter of fact, is going to join us at 7:45 to update us on the tournament and how it's going. But again, if you want some help with your game, 803-0550-1888-550-2550. Uh, I do want to mention this, and I'll probably mention this a bunch. The Duster Challenge is coming up August 2nd at Fox Valley Club. It is our 18-hole putting tournament. It benefits the PGA Reach Foundation and the Hope Program, uh, which is helping our Patriots everywhere. And this is a great program for veterans in golf. This is our fourth annual tournament. But every year we get to this point, Jeff. Every year we get here and we're like, wow, this is just weeks away. And this, this, we have stragglers yep. signing up every year. And then the last week it's a push, and we, we get our uh, competitors. We get to 50. We try to keep it to 50 so we can get it all done in one night. Doesn't mean other people can't come. More than 50 come, which is great. Food, drink. Um, it benefits a great cause. It's an awesome time under the lights. You don't need to be great at it. Everybody can putt. Uh, it's a fun tournament. 
It's 50 bucks. Dusterchallenge.com. And this Starts is, with a D. This is when I get excited because it's fun. It's yeah, a, yeah, it's, it's a, a blast. Great night. I always have a blast being there and uh, and watching everybody putt. You know, I always tell my beginner golfers, I tell all my golfers, you don't have to be the best athlete in the world to be the best putter. Anybody standing in front of me could be the best putter in the world. Um, and that's what's cool about putting, and I've always enjoyed that part of the game. So. Yeah. Uh, you know what? A good putter, I, Jordan Spieth said this. Um, was it the Travelers? The putter frees up the rest of your bag. I would like, agree. Right? Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're sinking putts, it, 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 you can it, you swing a little freer, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah, and I, and I don't know how good of a putter I actually am. I'm probably in some sort of denial, but you know because I think I'm a good putter, and I, people have told me I'm a good. I go out there and I feel like I can make any putt. And uh, when I hit a bad putt, I shrug it off. It's it's confidence. It's an attitude, and there are fundamentals to it that uh, that help make you a really good putter. Sure. But um, but yeah, it's one of those things where if you've that, hey, that's kind of you hung your hat on, so you you feel confident. You might putt poorly, but you don't realize it. Well, speaking of putting, mm-hmm. let's knock out the, the Western York PGA tip of the week early here. All right. Presented by the Western York PGA Growing a Giving Game. And because uh, you, you mentioned about being a good putter, and in the duster, there are some putts mm-hmm. that you don't try to make because of slope and speed um, and just the angle. But so my question to you is for all the golfers out there listening, that you, you've had putts like this, you're like, oh, Boy, I, this looks quick. Like, when do you determine, and how do you determine when you're not going to make a putt? Geez, I don't know if I've ever thought that. Um, I mean, I may have accepted that I may not make this putt, but I think I'm, I'm definitely trying to make that putt. I don't, I don't ever remember trying to hit a putt somewhere so I could make the next one. Um, I was always not even try- lagging. Lagging, definitely, but I still, okay. when I'm hitting that lag, I have a vision in my mind that the path the ball is going to go, the speed the ball is going to go, and where it's going to drop into the hole. Right. And um, I, I agree with that. Sure. Yeah, yep. and if I hit the putt, great, and it, all those things fall in line, that's maybe it goes in. But I don't know that I've ever had the mentality that, hey, I'm not going to make this, I'll just whack it up there. Yeah. I, I think maybe that's uh, maybe why you would would cause three putts because you wouldn't be focused on hitting the best shot you could at that time. You wouldn't be really engrossed in trying to get the speed perfect. And, and maybe that's where you would struggle um, three putting or, or getting the ball close to the hole. You know, it's, it's funny. I, I fashion myself a good putter. Mm-hmm. The same thing that's people tell me. basically what I'm saying. Right, yes. yeah. You're a good, <laughs> yes. You know, people tell you a good putter. Well, you and I had a great match last year yeah, at the Duster, right? Yeah, I think yeah. I won. I don't think you did. Yeah, I, I remember it differently. Like I said, I played tricks with my mind I, here. You putted one hand. <laughs> I remember you, you putted one-handed. Because mm-hmm. you were holding the Mick Ultra in the other hand, <laughs> probably. And I said, "Okay." And you, your comment to me was, "Wow, you're a good putter." Oh. Anyhow, um, see, a, when a, a PGA pro compliments me on, so I, I remember mm-hmm. I pot that one in the bank. But anyway, um, there are putts where you have some tough angles, and I'll. Th- this is my mentality with it when I say, you know, planning, uh, you know, when not to make. I guess mm-hmm. it's. How you said it, where okay, this is the line I want. If it doesn't go in, I'm leaving myself. My leave is right. very makeable. Right, on that speed to have that. Yes, lead. yeah. I'm, I, I'm trying. Like I, this is the line I want. I, you know, you're obviously going to putt it where you think it's going to go in. Uh, but what's my leave? And that's the way I, I think. You know, with those things, unless I'm going to match, and I know. I, I know a two putt wins it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to make that one putt and just you know punctuate it. But I think a lot of people don't realize like. 
when you're trying to make that putt, you're not always going right in the front of the hole. You know, when you're visualizing that putt, you know, we look at it as a clock, I guess. Hey, sometimes it's going in at 3 o'clock, sometimes it's going in at 9 o'clock. Um, so visualizing and trying to just focus, as we always say in all our clinics and when we teach people, speed is always going to be more important than line with putting. Sure. Well, uh, I always try to make it in the back of the cup. Mm-hmm. And I think the PGA Tour, which everybody, you know, we all watch, they're back of the cup because, you know, what's their miss most often? It's two feet past the cup. Right. It's not two feet short of the cup. And you often see if they miss short of the cup, they're mad. Mm-hmm. Ugh, how did I not get that to the hole, right? Right. And they're always trying to get the ball to the hole. I think you're always trying to give it a chance. You want to give every putt a chance, and you, and you feel frustrated when it comes up short because it didn't have a chance to go in. That's, I guess, Yeah, thought. no, it makes sense. Yeah. Then. So, in summary, mm-hmm. approaching, because this is the official tip today, Okay. in summary, when you're approaching a difficult putt, what should the, what should the golfer do? You know, I, I'd really just engross myself in the speed. I'd, uh, I'd take a lot of practice strokes. I'd try to have real good visualization of, of how this ball is going to roll, and then I really just try to make sure I hit it with the right speed. I have real light grip pressure. Um, I try to relax everything in my body, you know, your shoulders. Um, take a cleansing breath. That sounds funny, but, yeah, you take a, you know, when you go through your routine. I, and I do fall I lean heavily on my routine. You know, I do the same thing every time before every putt for the most part. I may take a few different, a number of different practice strokes depending on the difficulty getting the speed. Um, yeah. But but other than that, I do almost the same thing every time and let it go and just focus on the speed and just be really relaxed. Accept the consequences too, you know. You can't be afraid of the putt after the putt you're hitting. That's, um, you know, you just got to hit the best putt you can this time and then the next time if you miss it, you got to hit the best putt you can. I like the way you said that. You cannot be afraid of the next putt if you if you miss. Right. Don't be afraid of the next putt. No, that's that's a tentative stroke. Then, um, yeah. you know, you can have confident strokes that are very slow, very very short. You know, some of those, some of the best putts you'll hit are sometimes a three footer. You know, you just absolutely stripe it. Um, I hope my partner this week in the Orchard Park Invitational, Will, is listening to that. Okay, let's not be afraid of the the next putt. No, no, try to make, <laughs> try to make this one. <laughs> that is uh, it, it, this part of my my favorite part of the summer, the golf season. We're in the invitational season, okay. Jeff. You play an invitation? I do. Wow. Yes. That's, um, that's an update. Yeah. <laughs> you act like I'm playing one every week. I'm playing like two. A you month. know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. No. I, I wish it was two a month. That would be. That would be physically difficult to there, do two a month. There are guys who do it. Believe oh, me. Oh, I know. Yes. I know. <laughs> I only know because I see him. <laughs> you see, because you're on the handicap committee. Well, no. <laughs> no, I see him. Uh, I see some of the same guys at, at, at the two that I play in, but tour, I know there are the summer tour. I know there are there are guys, but they're usually really, really, really good players that um, play like every week in one of these things. Or retired, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I know a guy who plays around the country in them, you know, which is because he's really good. But I'm like, how do you do it? I mean, at the golf part I sort of get, but it's the other part. Yeah, it's the dinner. Yes, like how do you do the stag nights, the you know pool parties, the dinners, the Calcutta? Everything. Yeah, all that stuff. Yep. Yeah, I don't know how that happens, but uh, that's certainly way to do it. Eight hundred three oh five fifty is a number if you got a question about your game, something on golf, on putting. You know, one of the things I, I just did recently, and only because I, I, you know, what golfer is ever content with anything, right? None. None. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I mean. Like, 
Uh, somebody out there just shot probably the best round of their life yesterday, but there's something they want to fix. Well, you can find two or three shots after any round. Oh, if I just did this. If yes. I just made, ah, oh, this, I missed that putt. Yeah. Yeah, you go over that. Oh, I caught that one a little thin, you know, yeah. over the green. Had to, oh, if I would have done that. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but I went to Woods to Wedges because I wanted a, the, the grip on my putter, uh, I had a white grip on there. And, you know. Aesthetics. The aesthetics, yeah. yeah. They, my hands, you know, they get a little dirty during the round, and that transfers to the putter. And I'm like, you know what? That just, it just, you know, it looks not like, a man of your golf stature. Yeah, can't have just, dirty grips. It, yeah, it no. looks looks unkempt. Yes. I need to, yes. you know, and I, you can't really clean it. So I, I went over there and um, I, I saw Don at Woods to Wedges, and I, yeah, I'm looking for a new putter grip. And you know, so I, I like the fatter grips, right? The super strokes. I wanted a pistol grip. Have you, it, have you tried a fat pistol grip? I've, I've seen fat pistol grips. I don't think Superstroke makes a fat pistol they grip. They do not. They do not. They no. do not. Wind does. Okay. No, golf is golf pride. Golf pride does. I, be, I have a pistol grip, but not a fat one. I love it. <laughs> it is the best. I it just, I don't know. I feel like the strokes even more free because of that. Because most of us, our first putter was the old, you know, Tiger uses the ping pistol grip, mm-hmm. right? And it's still the thin grip, which is kind of unusual for a golfer of his age. Correct. Right? To, yep. to you know, to use the, the thinner grip, the there. old ping, you know, little pistol grip yeah, it takes on there. Some sharpie and covers up the ping. Yes, yep. covers up the ping there, but we all know that's what it is uh, with Tiger's grip. And so I said, I want to try, and the, the feel is just, it's awesome. And I, that's, I think that's a good way, you know, just changing the feel sometimes in your putting stroke can make a world of difference. I'd rather see people do that than change, change their grip than change their putter. You know, you yes, don't want to go yeah. changing, go buy a Scotty Cameron every other week if you're not putting well. The other thing you notice is good putters have the same putter for a long time. I think like Mark Kirk up at uh, Craig Barron, I think he's had that putter for, I don't know, how old's Mark? I don't want to say, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the putter's up there. <laughs> so, but he putts beautifully. And, you know, you see that, you know, Tiger's had the same style of right. putter. He's tried um, to change. Yep. Right. Short, yeah. When he struggles, you know, sometimes you'll search for something that may just spark something. Right. Because like you say, a lot of putting is your attitude and confidence. Well, you know, you, you go out and you putt with a new putter. Mm-hmm. I, I've always felt this. If you're a good putter, you're a good putter. You, you can, you're you going to make putts with any, no matter what the putter is. Maybe not a bullseye, the old bullseye. I, I have one of those. I do too. I can't believe I ever made a putt with that thing in my life. Yeah, those are hard to putt with. I still, uh, I still putt with that in my basement a little bit um, uh, on my, here's a plug, a custom turf, mm-hmm. you know, putty green. I, I'll, I'll do that every now and then. I'll putt left-handed with it sometimes. Yep. It's fun to do yep. uh, a little bit. But, yeah, no, the, the advancement in the weight and, you know, the, and, but here's here's the thing. If if you're unsure of what putters you're you best, like I remember I wanted to get a mallet putter, mm-hmm. and I, I went over to the Sam Putt Lab and Woods the Wedges there, and they're like, actually, you know, you're a blade-style putter all the way. You you you. So you have an open-door, closed-door type yeah, of Yeah, open-door, so, closed-door stroke. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. That's your putter. That's your style to go. And so it, that, that's what I have. Like every, I, I have like four or five putters. Shocking to you, <laughs> I'm thought sure. I thought it would have been more, to be okay, honest. I, yes. I, I, I did do it, it more. Is your wife listening? Yeah. She knows. <laughs> um, but the uh, but they're all blade style, okay. uh, you know, different variants of that. And So do you know if they're quarter droop or full droop? Do you, do you, so in putting, when you hold the balance of putter on your finger. Right, the toe hang. Yeah. Uh, only, a, only one's face balance. Actually, T-squared putters in Orchard Park. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to make a, t, uh, a face balance blade. Oh, Okay. Nice. Yeah, and you know what? I noticed the difference with it. Um, 
when I putt with that, I'll putt left hand low with that putter mm. because it's just it's straight. It doesn't you know I, can't, I I've got to avoid the swinging door. And that's how I teach all my beginners to putt left hand low. I actually think it's a better way to putt. I wish I had started putting that way when yeah. I was ten or whatever. Yeah. I don't mind like short ones. I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. Longer putts. Uh, that's where I have the challenge. I think if you hit a lot of putts that way, you'd get comfortable with it, though. Because your right hand you're, is still in control of the stroke. That left hand's kind of on there for the ride with that with the left hand low stroke. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. And there's no pressure in that left hand. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like when we had that contest on the putting green and putted with one hand right-handed. Right. It's the same basic stroke, and then your left hand prevents it from breaking yeah, down. Yeah, I was saying one-handers always go in. Yeah. Because you're usually short, and you're just, you, you know. Usually don't care. There's usually no don't care. That's right. Yeah. They usually go in. Yeah. Uh, with the, Have you tried... The uh, Bryson DeChambeau, who, by the way, shot nine under yesterday at the 3M uh, Open in Minnesota. Have you tried the forearm anchor? I have not. No, I've tried. I, I haven't switched my technique too much throughout my, my life. I've I've gone stock standard putting because I, I don't want to change. I don't want to tinker. Yeah. I did go left-hand low for a year or two, though, and I, I thought that was great, but I just went back. Yeah, you went back for feel, familiarity, yeah, right? Um, I know a lot of people that have tried it, um, and – with mixed results, you know, it seems sure. like one of those things. It, uh, he, I think he's doing it for scientific reasons. I mean, in his mind, that makes the most sense. There's the least number of variables. Um, it's the most consistent way to it set up. D lofts the putter face, correct? correct. Yeah, uh, Kucher does something similar, doesn't correct. he? Correct. Yeah. Yes. And doesn't his putter have nine or ten degrees of loft as opposed to four? Yeah. Well, see, that's that's the thing too. Like when they do that, they have the if you're just putting normal, mm-hmm. the putter has more loft on it. Yep, because they're putting it to form, they're de-lofting it, so they've got to have the degree right, right? You know, to get that where there's nothing. Um, I have a counterbalanced blade putter that's a little longer, that's 38 inches, and so uh, we actually did this on Channel Two, <laughs> filmed something with Stu Boyer, and I was just showing the technique. You know, hey, what's new? I said, well, this is what you're seeing on the tour, and I, I, I started making them, mm-hmm. but it just feels so um, rigid. Right, uh, it, it like, might feel good. There's a lot of strokes, a lot of things you'll try that'll feel good for a day. Right. Yeah. And then, yes. yeah, then after that, they start to feel awkward. Like I, I was, I made like six in a row mm-hmm. from like 15 feet, which is not easy to do. I'm not saying that, but and Stu says, "Wow, you're doing." I said, "Yeah, but I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, to, to get that, you know, my forearm feels so stiff. I don't and, like de-lofting it." I don't like the lofting my putter. There is a little forward, you know, your handle yeah. should be slightly ahead of the impact, but I don't like the idea of a real, a whole bunch of forward press. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I didn't like that. I've tried the claw, the mm-hmm. modified claw, the paintbrush grip, uh, it's sometimes called. That's what you see Phil Mickelson do. Sergio Garcia's went to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also is interesting, but I felt like the right hand was too much into that putting stroke. I like that putting stroke because it's in the fingers of the right hand, and that's where all your feel is. So, if you, you know, if you're holding something in your palm, you don't have much sensitivity there. If you put it in the tips of your fingers, which is what the claw is doing, I feel like it gives you a nice little feel for the pace and the speed. All right, uh, let's get to a phone call in here. Andrew in Gowanda. Good morning. You're on TD Green. Did I punch him up right? I haven't, I haven't punched somebody up in the studio probably in two years. All right, Andrew, go ahead. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, uh, the first time I started learning to golf, started getting into golf, was about 10 years ago, and it was it was really just my friend taking me out and giving me pointers and stuff, and uh, probably a couple years in, I was finally starting to get on a course, you know, trusting myself to, to get on a course, and I probably only got... Uh-oh. ...and another just stopped golfing. Yeah. 
And uh, so this time around, I, I, I haven't bought myself a, you know, expensive set of clubs yet, but I got a full set of clubs, and I'd like to go about it this way, this time, you know, taking lessons. And I, was, I wanted to call in and get you guys' uh, opinion on a good place to take lessons and how to go about uh, becoming a student of the game. All right, well, I'm, I'll first say Jeff's a great teacher um, at, at Glen Oak. But it depends upon where you live, I think, too, is, is important. It's kind so, of like a gym. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to have to drive. <clears throat> you're, you're in Gowanda. Is he still on the line? Yeah. Yeah. Paul Agone, PGA professional at Gowanda Country Club. Be great. Um, what you want to look for is somebody that's got a PGA logo next to their name. That means they put something into it, into, and that's their career, and that's their job. And they we have to keep up on this stuff. And so they have a passion for it, um, and they've been trained to do it. So that's especially where you are in your game. Simple little things, setup, alignment, grip, just the basic pivot in the golf swing would make a huge difference. You don't need 100 lessons to be a student of the game. You might need one or two lessons, and you you might be off and running because you who knows if you played other sports how they correlate. You know if you played baseball or hockey or or basketball, all those sports they transition well into golf. So um, I would just find a good competent PGA pro in your area, somebody close, Springville, um, Mr. Thomas at Springville, Tri Counties down that way. There's some nice PGA pros down that way. Get with one of them, have a conversation, and come up with a plan. Don't just go every week for a lesson. You know, hey, this is what I want to achieve. I want to get better at this shot. I want to do this. I want to do that. And have a goal with every lesson, not just, hey, I'm just going to get better. No, I want to learn to hit a hook today. Or I want to get rid of this bad shot. Or I want to become, you know, have a proper chipping stroke. And don't forget, it's not just the full swing. It's chipping, pitching, putting, yeah. bunker play. And then go out and play with good players. You know, you know, it, people don't care how well you play. They care if you know the etiquette and you keep up with pace of play and stuff like that. Go play with good players. See what they do. Mimic someone that you hang out with that's a good player. You know, they're, how they're hitting shots or their pre-shot routine or something like that. And just enjoy getting better. If you, if you want immediate results, you're in the wrong sport. If you like and enjoy the, the process of, I hate to use network process, but the process of getting better, you'll enjoy it. But, find, yeah, find a good PGA Pro around, around your neighborhood. Yeah, and, and Andrew – a good teacher, um, professional, will give you – Jeff mentioned the words plan. They'll give you a, a plan to work on your game because it's not going to be you go for a lesson and it's going to work. You have to work the plan on the range, on yourself. Like you, you've got to put the work in, um, whether it be uh, a range session once a week and playing once a week on top of that yep. um, in order to implement that. It's not going to be, okay, I, I had a 45-minute lesson with Jeff – and I'll see you next week, and you don't you don't do anything in between that. Which you're a golfer. That's not yeah. you know you're going to play. You're you're going to do those things. So yeah, and it's not you don't want to take those lessons in rapid fire succession. You want it like spread it out. Yeah, yeah. And you want to you want to get some work in in between. I don't want someone to come to me once a week and work on their full swing. They're not no in between. You need to go out. You're usually going to get some drills. So do those drills because drills provide what we call accurate, reliable feedback. When you're doing the drill, you're making the move correctly. And you can drill your swing into good positions. You know, that's what you do during the offseason. You do a ton of drills, a ton of practice swings. You come out in the spring, your swing's better. Yeah. All right, Andrew. Good question, man. Good luck. Thanks. All right. Did I hang up on him? All right. I think I did. Okay. <laughs> Getting a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> Different phone system yes. from way back in the day. All right, we're going to take our first time out here on Tee to Green. We are presented by our friends at Woods to Wedges. By the way, as Andrew said, um, you know, he wants to get clubs. Go get fitted at Woods to Wedges. Great place um, to learn 
what's right for your swing and you with golf. We will take a time out here. We come back. We're going to find. We're going to talk to the guys from the Golf Crusade. They have been all over the place playing golf. I don't think there's a golf course they haven't seen. We'll talk to them about that. And they got a cool event coming up in September. We'll tell you about the next year on T to Green. We're back. Good morning. TD Green Golf Show. Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Brian Koziel is off this week. I think he wishes he was off playing as many golf courses as he could. But we all want to do that. But if you can't, there's a great way to do it vicariously through the Golf Crusade. And these are two young gentlemen um, with Central and Western New York uh, ties that have visited and plan to visit every golf course they can in the United States and beyond. And we'll, we'll bring him on here now. Landon Owen is one of the gentlemen, and Brett McNamara. Now, Landon is from Waterloo, New York, and Brett went to school at Brockport. I think they both went to college together, and they decided to go on this crusade to play as many golf courses as they can. And their Instagram is a great follow. Um, with all the golf courses that they put up there. I mean, every day it's like another golf course. There's only been like a few that I'm like, hey, I've actually played there uh, at that golf course. Or if I post something, Jeff, uh, these guys will respond like, oh, yeah, that's a great. I'm like, man, they've been to uh, every course. So let's say hello to uh, Landon and Brett. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Real good. That was Brett, I presume. Oh, that was Landon. Oh, that was Landon. <laughs> All right. How can I not recognize a Waterloo voice uh, when I know yeah, one there? You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, Landon, why don't you explain what the Golf Crusade is, how it all started, and, and what you guys actually do? Sure. Yeah. We, you know, like you said, we we grew up in the same area. Our dads actually both owned uh, Big M grocery stores. Um, my father in Waterloo, and and Brett's in Gates. Um, so we got to travel a lot together as kids, and uh, our families were best friends. So our our folks all played golf, and they figured the only way for them to keep playing after they had kids was to get us on the course. And once they got us on, they could never get us off. I might have bought so a few Twinkies start... at your dad's Big M grocery uh, after Little League game in Waterloo, by the way. A few. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. How do you think they paid for these golf yeah. trips? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think before we went out of business, I bought a lifetime supply. <laughs> there um, you go. And I'm still working on those. So, so how uh, many have yeah, you? you know, we. How many have you played? Uh, Brett, what are we up to these days? I believe it's four thirty-seven different courses. Four hundred thirty-seven. Jeez! Wow. We're, we keep on chipping away. It's been a pretty fun venture. So uh, you guys decided to, to go on and do this. What What is your, like, how do you plan where you're going to go and, and what you're going to do, Brett? How do you how do you decide what the next course is going to be? Location. <laughs> Location. <laughs> um, it kind of, honestly, I just look up at the area, look where the courses are, and figure out what is accessible. I mean, obviously, the big, uh, cities you go to, there's wonderful top 100 courses, many places, and those aren't really accessible to 
most people. So we just try to find a few uh, local tracks and uh, do some digging to find the hidden gems because we don't like paying a ton to play. <laughs> it's much more satisfying to pay $50 for a course that you're blown away by that you've never heard of than it is to pay 75 or 150 or $200 from a course that's, well, nationally, like, known, but you're like, well, that was fine. So I don't how, want to spend $200 again to do that. So what, what, what's a hidden gem tip for you? Like, if, if you're a golfer listening, what would be a hidden gem tip? Is it an architect that you like, or is it a, uh, how, how do you, is there anything you found that's a common denominator, maybe that'll uh, spring a hidden gem for some of these people? Well, architecture, I think, is pretty high up there. We're both friend, uh, pretty big fans of Mike Strand, and maybe not everybody has heard of him, but we certainly wish they have or will soon, um, because he changed things, honestly. Uh, his courses kind of uh, are totally unique. Um, probably 20 years ago, Landon told me that on a trip going from my college in Florida back to home in New York, I stopped in Nowhere or Asheville. No, not Asheville, Asheboro, correct? Yep. Yeah, Asheboro, North Carolina, and played Tothill Farm. That was one of Strance's courses. And that place just kind of like lit my brain on fire as far as like what could be possible on a golf course. It was so different. It was so interesting and exciting. And that's probably the first place I ever took a picture of a golf course and send it to Landon because he couldn't make it that day to try to make him jealous. But um, it was great. And um, he only ended up doing seven original courses. And that's kind of led us to, I suppose, our next uh, phase of our little golf journey here. And Landon, why don't you tell him a little about what we got going? Yeah, we um, two of his courses, which obviously represent over a quarter of his entire portfolio, uh, reside in the Richmond Williamsburg area. Um, so we're uh, we're really excited this morning to let everybody know, and we hope you guys come join us. Uh, we're going to have our first event. Um, it's going to be called the Iron Maverick. Uh, Mike Strance was known as the Maverick of Golf Course Design. His company was named Maverick Golf Design uh, itself. So we're going to get together and have a little golf Ironman in his honor. Um, unfortunately, he passed away at the age of 50 um, due to mouth and throat cancer well before his time was up. Um, but I believe even, I, I want to quote the right source, I believe it was Golf Week, um, included him in his top 10 designers of all time. Um, you know, places like Stream Song and uh, Band and Dunes, those places all would probably still exist, but they probably look a lot different without him. Um, so we're going to get together. We're going to invite some people uh, to come play the two courses that unfortunately had closed, but thankfully had been bought up the last year or so and renovated. Um, the Royal New Kent even brought in original shapers from the original design project. And these are two courses that won Golf Digest Best New Upscale Course in back-to-back -back years in 96 and 97. So these courses are no joke. Um, you know, they're, they're tremendous layouts, and we're going to go celebrate, and we hope people do. So on our website, golfcrusade.com, you can go there right now and find more information on on the day that we're going to have there. It's going to be Friday, September 20th. 
Um, not sure if the PGA is uh, playing that day, Kev, but if, uh, if they're not, uh, we're going to formally invite you guys to come down and bring a foursome right now. Oh, you're, you're killing me because uh, I, I would. You, well, Jeff knows I would do it. <laughs> I'll be in. I'll be in Jackson, Mississippi, for the Sanderson Farms Championship uh, that week. Unfortunately, so you'll have to. Uh, the second annual, I'll be there. <laughs> right? Yeah. I can, I can plan a year <laughs> in advance when it comes to that. But t- so this is. Um, uh, and we, we've talked a little bit uh, before about this. Um, you guys alluded to something, Landon, when we uh, discussed. But kind of an inspiration for this is Sweeten's Cove, um, which a Western New York gentleman. There's a podcast up at tdgreen.golf, our, our website, um, that I did with Mr. Rivers, who put together the ownership group that includes Peyton Manning and Andy Roddick, who own a nine-hole golf course. Uh, it just it's about It's in Pittsburgh, Tennessee, which is 30 minutes um, outside of Knoxville. And it's this nine-hole gem that tour players come and play, and bring people to come play on private jets. But it's there's no clubhouse. Um, they they changed the hole, so it's not. And the ringer was the name of the tournament. Zach Blair was trying to build a golf course in Utah. Um, had a fundraising event, kind of like what you guys are going to do, correct? Yeah, the the only difference is that we don't get any money out of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> If we could figure out a way to build our own golf course, we'd do that, too. <laughs> well, um, but uh, it would certainly be in the Strand style, I believe. But, yeah, the Sweetens Coke guys, uh, Zach Blair, the ringer, um, if you've seen the videos on social media from the, the days that they've spent there in the past, and they're going to Dormy Club in Pinehurst uh, this fall, I believe, it's just unbelievable. And that's what golf needs more of. You know, one of our – we've got two goals with this whole project. One is to play a 1,000 courses in our lifetime, and the other is to grow the game. We're not PGA pros. You know, we're not going to put together clinics where it's very difficult for us to have that kind of impact because I'm a hack. Brett's a much better golfer than I am. Um, but, you know, if the way that we can help is by showing that golf is fun, helping courses with good photos, telling good stories, and, and being stewards of the game, then that's what we'll do. Um, so a little bit different than the ringer, but just as fun, we hope. And uh, we we hope we have a good turnout. We're going to limit it to 18 teams to ensure a good uh, a good day of play, pace of play. And uh, these are difficult courses, so to get 36 in with a shorter day uh, that we'll have in September is going to be a challenge. Uh, but we we figure everybody that's going to be there is going to be like minded and up to the task. Iron Maverick is the name of the tournament. GolfCrusade.com. Final thing, uh, Brett. What courses have you played in the Buffalo area? Hmm. I have played Arrowhead out east, and um, I've played a few courses in the Lockport area, and I played uh, south of Buffalo, Gowanda. Yes, yeah. Well, you're going to have to come. We uh, we have a Robert Trent Jones golf course called Glen Oak. You'll uh, have to come and be my guest and come out and play there. And you can come play, and, and I'll have you at Fox Valley, my home club. Be fabulous. All right, so uh, we'll make that happen, too. Maybe after the Maverick, Deal, nice guys. fall golf here with some foliage in Buffalo. How's that sound? Uh, that sounds good. I don't think we can make that work. All right, golfcrusade.com. Uh, go there, check out uh, 437 courses that they've played. They've got great photos. Follow them on Instagram. Um, every day they're putting out new photos of these golf courses and the goal is to reach 1,000. Well, it'll be 439 after they come uh, to our invitations here, Jeff. Brett and Landon, thanks so much. Uh, Good luck with the Iron Maverick on September 20th. Thank you so much. All right. uh, Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. 
Cool thing, you know. You want to do something with your buddy, yeah. and you know, you put that together and you know, go play. <laughs> try to reach a thousand golf courses. That's I get a lot in New York State. I forget how many are in New York State. Yes, but yeah, and there's some amazing ones up in this, you know, up in our area. Well, that's really cool, though. That's a good way to, you know, spend your time. Huh? Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, but, I always have people ask me around here, like, okay, where do I go play here? Have you ever played this? And there's only a couple um, of tracks that I have not played. Uh, Moonbrook is one. Which is fun. I hear it's a ton of fun. Yeah, tough um, to putt. Stratford. I haven't. Uh, Stafford. Excuse Stafford. Me, Stafford. Another super fun place. That's a place I go when I get a day off, and I'll take my brother. And yeah, there. yeah. It's great. Those are, I think, the only two um, in the area that I have not played. <laughs> it's not surprising. <laughs> I might have you beat, though, Kev. I've played a whole bunch of them. Well, so, yeah. Yeah, yes. I'm fortunate. I, I would Very expect fortunate. you to play them all. Yes. Jeff, all right, we're going to take a, a timeout here on TD Green. We come back, we'll get our check of the PGA Tour leaderboard. We'll also check in with Kevin Price, who is doing his job, which is highlighting all the players and the tournaments week to week on the Corn Ferry Tour, the pathway to the PGA Tour. He's in Western New York this week in Climber at Peak and Peak. We'll talk to Pricey next year on TD Green. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. And, and Jeff and I are sporting our uh, new TD Green captain's hats from New Era Golf. We may have to uh, may have to give one of those away to our TD Green club. That's a good idea. If you haven't become a member of the TD Green Club, by the way, go to tdgreen.golf. It's T-E-E, the number two, green.golf. There you will, uh, well, first of all, you find out how to contact us. But you also uh, will see all our podcasts on there, uh, my weekly column. And when you sign up, and it's free, sign up to our TD Green Club. We're over 500 members strong. Uh, right now, you get a weekly news. First year, too. Yes, yeah. which uh, our goal was 500 by the end. We're over five, which is uh, which is great. You get a weekly newsletter from us. Uh, comes into your inbox. If you haven't found that newsletter, check your junk folder. I, I mean, we're not junk, but sometimes it goes there. Um, so check that there. Uh, our weekly newsletter comes out there. It's going to be year round, so not just a golf season. Uh, we've got some things planned that we're going to do in the fall for you. Uh, just some get get-togethers and such, and. And I also want to mention we have great giveaways. Our next major giveaway for the Open Championship, Odyssey Putter, courtesy yeah. Michelob Ultra. Yeah, you gave away a club glove bag, range finder. Yes. We've got a lot of stuff. Gave away a lot of great stuff here. Yeah. All right. Real quick on the PGA Tour, they're at the uh, 3M Championship, which is in, excuse me, 3M Open in Minnesota. Bryson DeChambeau, nine under in round two. He leads by two at 14 under par over Adam Hadwin, who is 12 under par. He shot five under yesterday. Scott Piercy. Uh, had that great round, 62 in round one. Uh, he shot one under yesterday, round two. So DeChambeau, a two-shot lead over Canadian Adam Hadwin. 
You know, the Champions Tour, PGA Tour Champions, is off this week after Steve Stricker won the Open Art PGA Tour Champions Report brought to you by Absolute Care, Affordable Assisted Living. But I do want to mention uh, Tom Lehman, who helped redesign the golf course for this tournament this week. Uh, he shot six under in the opening round. He set it up to hit low draws. He's 62. <laughs> Good for him. Made the cut. That's awesome. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? I used to love watching him play because he had a different move, you know, and he, he played hard. Him and Paul Azinger, I used to like because they kind of swung a little different and they played their own game and they, they seemed to do well in major championships. Yeah. So Tom Lehman, I want to get the exact. Uh, he is, yeah, he shot, well, he shot, excuse me, he shot four under in round one, two under yesterday. He is six under par overall. Tom Lehman. Uh, making the mix there. That's that's pretty fantastic. Uh, let's uh, bring in for our Corn Ferry Tour report because it's in Western New York this week. Um, the Lecom Health Challenge, which is at Peak and Peak Resort, um, from a former WGR alum and from Western New York, Kevin Price joins us here. Pricey, good morning, my friend. How are you? That, that is right, WGR alum. I appreciate that. Good, good to be on. It's probably on your resume. Yeah. <laughs> It is on my resume. Uh, his resume's more impressive now. Uh, <laughs> That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> that was sarcasm. Um, how long did it take you get uh, to get used to Corn uh, Ferry being the new uh, title sponsor of the tour? Yeah, so I I did a live hit for our um, social media the first day of competition on Thursday morning in Wichita after the rebrand, and I, I introduced it as Web, and then I like caught myself mid sentence. But it, it's totally like five or ten times a day I still catch myself staying web. So it's, it's definitely going to take a while. I mean, seven years. I've been covering it since pretty much college and staying web.com tour. So Corn Ferry Tour is, will take a while for sure. But, I mean, they're a great sponsor. I met, them, met their whole team last week in Utah. Everyone's super excited about it. And seems like a great fit with the partnership. So I, I'm super excited. But it, it definitely will take a while in, instinctively in my brain. Well, one of the sure. one of the cool things you did was you grabbed all these kernels of corn, uh, popcorn, right, and you put them in a you put them in a glass, and you went around to the players on the Corn Ferry Tour, the event, and said, "Can you guess how many kernels are in there?" And someone actually guessed it, right? Well, yep. Tom, Tom Whitney guessed it, but he had overheard because ah. we had done the game on the range with a few different players. Yeah, five hundred and twenty-eight to signal. Signify the number of alumni wins on the PGA Tour. Just, you know, a few of those funny things. Had players play Pictionary to guess the name. But most of them had known pretty much by that point, but it was still fun to do. Kind of get some content around around the rebrand. So what's the story down in Climber this week besides the weather? Or is that the main story with what's going on? No, I mean, the, the players, obviously. We, we get weather most weeks out here on the Corn Ferry Tour. Good practice at the Corn Ferry Tour. But, um... No, I mean, we had, we had a Monday finish a couple weeks ago in Wichita. It's, we had a 54-hole event in Greenville a couple weeks ago. It, it just kind of comes with the territory. And um, But the leader, Will Cannon, it's kind of funny. He, I just finished interviewing him, and I can't remember. It's not often you have that early of a leader interview. But he just had a hole and a half to play. Got up at 3.30, went to the gym, did his whole workout routine, did a whole warm-up just to go out and hit three full shots, basically a wedge, driver wedge. He's 12 under through two rounds, and like so many guys out here on this tour, you know, just plenty of talent just waiting for that chance. He's 25 out of Birmingham, Alabama, and he's coming off a missed cut in his last start where he actually shared the first-round lead when 63-78 in Wichita. Took last week off and 
back out here clearly ready to go and plenty of energy. But, yeah, I mean, plenty of storylines. Will Zalatoris, who out of Wake Forest was a you know amateur stud, college stud, entered the year with no status, actually, but got a sponsor invite this week, the Quinn Ferry sponsor invite, and he's 11 under through two rounds. He'll be right in the mix, so... Always that mix of rookies and veterans. You have guys who have been around, around a while and played the tour, like Davi Vanderwalt and Tim Wilkinson, and other young guys like Matt Campbell, who's just making his fourth start. So always plenty of storylines out here. That's what makes it so fun. We're talking with Kevin Price, a WGR alum, a Western New York native, and uh, he covers the Corn Ferry Tour for PGA Tour. Dot com. I see Pricey about twice a year at tournaments, and I, I just want to say this. He is uh, impressive. And the players love him. He's done an unbelievable job. Um, every time he runs into a PGA Tour player, whether you're at the Players' Championship or something, they, they all say hello to him because of what he does to tell their stories, these up-and-coming players. And I just say that as a compliment to you, Kevin. And a great Twitter follow. And he is a great Twitter follow. And the, the creative stuff that you do, I just mentioned the Corn Kernels, but you've done a bunch of other creative stuff. So um, hats off to you, my friend, and what you've done. Um, speaking of hats, Zach Blair, this is Zach Blair's second reference on the show, by the way. Zach Blair is playing an event. Is he wearing – he's trying to build a golf course in Utah, the Buck Club. Uh, that it's called. Is he wearing uh, those hats that he's trying? He sells on uh, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, Zach Blair is awesome. He um, really cool guy. He's fun. He's just golf obsessed. He qualified for the U.S. Open, and I was talking with him about you know the 36 hole qualifier and you know how to mentally prepare for that. And he just kind of laughed. He's like, I play like 30 times a year, 36 holes a day. <laughs> Got a bunch of degenerate friends. It's just funny lines like that, and um. But yeah, he's he's had a up and down year, some good weeks, some miscuts. You know, he played a few years on the PGA Tour out of college, out of BYU, and had some early success. But I mean, it's just a fine line in this game. Nate Lashley last week wins his Monday qualifier, who missed at the Monday qualifier and gets in his alternate. But I mean, all all the guys out here on this tour have plenty of talent to compete on the PGA Tour, and Zach Blair is definitely one of them. But this goes to show you come back down to this tour and it's still going to be a hard work to back up even if you are playing up there. You know, speaking of Zach's, uh, Kevin, speaking yeah, of Zach Z- Blair, definitely one of the favorites for sure. But glad yeah, you brought him up. Yeah, uh, yeah. speaking of Zach's, Zach Sucker. Um, what a mm-hmm. story a couple weeks ago at the Travelers Championship. I worked that event and I just love that guy. Love his attitude and love how it finished where he holds he flubs a chip, then holds it out for par to finish tied for second. And I just thought it was very refreshing to hear him talk about what that meant to him and his family financially, all that he's went through. And, and you have more experience with that guy. Um, just a super individual, and those are the stories that um, I'm glad we get to see in golf. So cool. And he, he had missed the cut at our event the previous week, the Lincoln Land Championship, and then goes on to finish tied for second. So if, at the Travelers. So if that doesn't tell you about the fine line, I don't know how to have a better illustration than that. Yeah, he was out of commission for a year with different ailments in his lower body and came back out this year on a medical. Good to see him in Bogota, and we are just happy to see him back out and playing. You never know. And, you know, super nice family. His wife, Courtney's great. And just like he said, being in credit card debt and being able to just have a couple good weeks on this tour in the spring to pay off some bills and then go to Travelers and I think he's just a little bit outside the top 125 up right now. So he still has some work to do to make the playoffs. Otherwise, would come back to try to 
re-earn his card through the Corn Ferry Tour Finals. But regardless, I mean, getting some points at the Travelers to be able to, you know, help his family financially and set them up for a while is just huge. And such a nice guy. He got his card for the first time off this tour in 2014. Met him that fall. Always been a great guy. So it was it was really did the Travelers do so well? This is the disappointing thing. Is this is the last year with the uh, the deal down there at uh, Peak and Peak, isn't it? So Lecom transferred their title sponsorship to um, Sarasota. They have the Lecom Suncoast Classic down there, and definitely always trying our best to you know keep a tournament around here, whether it's at Peak and Peak or somewhere else. Definitely the tour loves the market, and you know ho- open. Obviously, I'm not. You know, in the mix of those conversations, my job is definitely different, but always definitely trying to stay honestly in the area. I love it. You love it. It's a great vibe. Peak and Peak's been great. Weekend's been great. It's it's been awesome. Four four great years. I've been lucky enough to cover all of them, and it's been super cool. Being, well, you know, my Florida hometown event, hour and a half away, but still definitely feels. My mom volunteers on 17. My dad comes and bring, brings beer for the ops truck. It's, it's always fun. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool, it's a cool for sure. Very Buffalo thing right there. Yeah, there yes. you go. Awesome thing to do. Well, okay. Kevin, yep. that's it. there you go. Well, thanks for your time, my friend. Uh, we appreciate it, and keep up the great work, and uh, I hope to catch you down the road here. Thank you guys so much. Always great to come on WGR. You got really it. I appreciate it. Kevin Price. Uh, again, you can see his work, pgatour.com, uh, covering the Corn Ferry tour what did i do i hung up on him okay pushed the wrong button yeah he does he does some fun things like you know he caddied um for a player and they chronicled that he chronicled trying to break 80 yeah or maybe he's even breaking 90 um his chronicles of actually buying a car because you know he rented so many cars and (laughs) oh because he travels yeah he travels so much and he's he finally like i I think i need to get a car finally you know park it in his driveway at home yeah Yeah. but one of the one of the cool things um he lost a bunch of weight a couple of years. Tony, he's interviewing Tony Finau at a tour event, and Finau's like, "Oh, hang on, I haven't seen, I haven't seen you, man. You look great." Like, and, and that's just Justin Thomas at, at a press conference. Him, hey, Pricey, how you doing? Like, that's the relationship that he builds up because he's, he's, you know, you can tell he's, he's got a great, great kid, great personality, very unassuming. Yeah, when you meet him, you just right away like the guy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I met him once. I'm like, hey, he's, he's a nice guy. All right. Well, listen, that's going to uh, wrap up our show uh, for today. Fun next show. Yeah, next week we'll be at Lockport Country Club, our second trip out there this year on our TD Green tour. So we look forward to uh, visiting uh, Raul and everybody out there at Lockport Town and Country Club. Talk about hidden gems. I I love that place. It's absolutely fantastic. Thanks to Derek Kramer. Thanks to the guys from the Golf Crusade, golfcrusade.com. Their quest for a 1,000 courses, their tournament that they're going to have in Richmond. You can play some great courses, uh, 36 in one day, the Iron Maverick. They're calling that. Details, golfcrusade.com. And don't forget, tdegreen.golf. Sign up to be a T Green Club member free. We're giving away an Odyssey putter, courtesy of Michelob Ultra on Open Championship Saturday. So that's going to be fun. You can go see Jeff at Glen Oak. Need lessons or anything at Glen Oak Golf Club. I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to TD Green.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.